All right, welcome back everyone to yet another episode of the Life IQ podcast where the goal is always to learn something. Very excited. Once again, we're diving into this question, am I smart enough? The response we got from the first one was it was sick. A lot of people were resonating with the question. And when I was thinking about where to go for the second installment of this question, I could only think about one person. Um, as many people who've been listening to the podcast know, I studied engineering at Carleton. And the question, am I smart enough, is one that every engineer asks themselves before they go to bed every night and when they wake up in the morning, just because of how intense the program is. So I reached out to one of my friends who was in the struggle of mechanical engineering with me at Carleton for five years. She's also a podcaster herself. I promised her four years ago that I would come on her podcast. I haven't done it yet, but we've agreed that that's going to happen soon. Um, she's very, very impressive, works in the tech field now, has her creative side going on, is a fellow Nigerian. So very excited to introduce Matilda, a host of the Calypso podcast onto the Life IQ podcast. Matilda, how are you doing? Hey, David, I'm good. Wow, that was a good intro. That was you a good do, intro. You do do this podcast stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you're doing good. This this is amazing. I love the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for coming on, Matilda. I'm really excited to, to talk uh, today because I feel like we're just going to connect on so many different things with so many similar experiences. But before we get into all of that stuff, how's life? How are you doing? How, what's going on with you right now? Yeah, I've been working um, literally since before we graduated slowly getting a bit tired though i don't know if everyone else gets this where like you just i've been working non-stop like i haven't had that month break like you know that after school with like summer and stuff like that where you have like just time to yourself i haven't had that mm. since second year um like wow right after we we finished exams. I was interviewing for this job. I got the job I started and we kept going. Um, after third year, there was co-op. So I'm just getting really tired, just fatigued. But um, I also yeah. just quit out of um, this boot camp thing I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> and so this conversation is very timely, very, very timely. Um, yeah. I was doing a coding boot camp. Um, it was meant to go on for six months, but it was a little bit too intense with like my schedule. Cause as you said, I host a, po a podcast as well and we're prepping for the next season. So um, I was doing that. I was working full time. I was doing like little things on the side and I just couldn't keep, keep up. So um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I I'm glad that, that this podcast is timely and this conversation is timely I know you wouldn't agree with me, but I do agree, Matilda, you're a very, very smart person. Obviously, we got to work very closely together for five years in, in really close groups in engineering, and um, you more than more than always held your own. So I'm kind of intrigued to hear the different things that you have to say based on what we're talking about today. Before we dive in, just as a refresher for anyone who might be listening uh, for the first time, our current question is, am I smart enough? And we're talking about uh, when it comes to building our own ideas and coming up with our different projects, kind of the anxiety or the fear that comes with putting something out there that you have brought to life yourself, um, but also just kind of the doubt that we might find in ourselves when it comes to believing that 
we are good enough for the positions that we have or the experiences that we take on. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Matilda, I kind of want to start more with the creative side of your life before we get into, you know, kind of the professional technical background. Um, if you can talk specifically about your podcast, maybe start with an introduction of what your podcast is, uh, and then we can kind of take it from there. For sure. I think to do that, I, I kind of have to like give context to how it started. Um, yeah, as I mentioned sure. before, like we were, I, we, I was in the co-op program. So after third year, I moved to Toronto for a bit and, um, worked and I was in a new city. I was working, but that was like less time consuming than like school. So I had all of this free time. So I started reading more and like, I somehow delved into like history ish books about Africa. I was like, where was all of this in my education? I, I don't get it. Mm. But around that time, I was also reading, um, listening to a lot of podcasts because again, I didn't have friends in Toronto. So um, podcasts were really, really, it was a really good um, place to like build community. Like even if you're not talking to the hosts, it feels like you know them because you hear them like so intimately. So um, I moved back to Ottawa and then we decided to start the podcast. So would I have described myself as like creative back then? Not necessarily. I was in engineering the most, like yeah. engineering is creative, I believe, but um, like the, the, like creating something from scratch was never like a thing I had really done prior yeah. to that. You had never like consciously started something from scratch yeah. and then taken it to a Yeah, I had product. never done that. So um, it was definitely, a very it was a learning curve i guess and it still really is um sometimes when i talk about it i'm i still don't feel like so qualified and stuff like that but um it's a process for sure mm -hmm. so what was that process like um for the africa Lipso podcast like you mentioned you were reading a bunch of books that sparked your interest and then this podcast became what it is but did you like at what point were you reading and you were like this would be cool to talk about on a podcast or like what, what exactly did that look like for, for you and also for your co-host? Yeah, I think um, similar to how you, you, your podcast kind of started out with like all the conversations you were having with, um, with your friends and stuff like that. That was similar. That was pretty much the same experience that I had with um, my co-host right now, Hadiza, because we were roommates um, before I moved to Toronto and even after I moved back. Um, mm -hmm we'd have conversations extensively about Nigeria. And like, then we moved away from Nigeria um, when we were about 16. So I don't yeah. think we experienced Nigeria in like our adulthood or anything, but we were like Nigerians in the diaspora. So like we were having all these ideas of like what Nigeria could be, but like from afar, like mm -hmm. a distance, but like learning about our history. And I feel like there's something about being away from home that makes you think about home more than even people that are actually living mm. the realities. Because um, Nigeria is hard, like right. Nigeria is super hard. So it makes you not, I think it makes you not try to internalize all the bad things going on because it's your reality. But when you take a step away from it, right. I feel like you can now start thinking about it. So that's what we were doing. So I feel like that's where the ideas were coming from. and. I don't really know that like a lot of the thoughts are from scratch per se. Like we do a lot of research and stuff before we um, 
start recording an episode or anything but it's just really fun to like sow those yeah. ideas back and forth and just kind of explore our um thoughts and opinions about like our reality pretty much yeah that's pretty dope um i i realized that we kind of skipped ahead a little bit so if you could give like a two sentence or maybe more summary of what your podcast is for anyone um who hasn't listened to it before um, yeah, for sure. So our podcast is primarily a Nigerian podcast um, because all of the hosts on there are Nigerian. But um, we Yo, ex- big up Nigeria, man. Hey, gang, gang. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yeah, we we talk about just everything surrounding like being Nigerian, and um, a lot of our audience is um, people in the diaspora. Because I think I think we, we might discuss things a bit too idealistic for maybe like Nigerians in Nigeria, but like, I, I think they yeah. still enjoy the conversations and like, it's, it's, it's kind of the purpose is to build community and stuff like that. So um, we've been trying to yeah. do that, but it's just a society and culture podcast where we delve into different topics like every week and um, explore our identities and like just any ideas or topics that we found interesting. That's really cool. I I remember when you first told me about your podcast, it might have been in, you said you went on co-op, so it was probably like, was it fourth year or was it third year? I think it was fourth year. Yeah. Yeah, it was fourth year and you you mentioned that that you had a podcast. I I remember listening to a few episodes and uh, you actually invited me to come on. And honestly, I was very shy to go on because um, you mentioned like you were Nigerian until you were 16 and you left. I left Nigeria when I was seven. Yeah. So... A majority of my memories from growing up in my childhood don't even exist in in Nigeria, even though I still very much connect with the culture because I was brought up. My Nigerian parents brought me up like with the culture. Um, And I remember thinking like, I just I'm just not qualified enough to have a conversation about Nigeria, even though like this is Mm -hmm. who I am. Um, So I guess similar similar to yourself, you mentioned like you left when you were 16 um, and some of the, sh- the views that you share might be a little bit more idealistic. Um, do you guys ever feel like, I don't know, like we're not the right people to be speaking on this particular issue or that issue? Or have you kind of overcome that seeing now that you've put out so many, so many episodes? Yeah, I think, I think at the beginning, there was a little bit of a naivety because I, I think I still pretty much felt very Nigerian. Like you couldn't tell me that I wasn't right. Nigerian, like, okay, yeah, I'm here. But like that had right. nothing to do with anything to me. I think there's just a point where I admitted to myself that like, I don't necessarily have the average Nigerian in Nigeria's like mentality or like way of thinking or um, reality to be, I say reality because I think our society shapes our thought processes and stuff like that. But I think I then like came to this understanding that, oh, okay, I'm a Nigerian in the diaspora, but that doesn't take away from my Nigerianness. And sometimes our our like ways of thinking are still important to the conversation, right? Like, and it's almost like a unique pers- um, perspective, you know? So I don't think that has ever really been um, a problem for me, like an issue for me um or a fair i don't think because we make it very clear that we're not in nigeria so like don't even come for us like right. yeah right this these yeah these are opinions we're, we're not 
we're not saying we're experts on it, but this is like, like you said, like that's your reality that you're sharing. Yeah. And I, I think that's one of the things that if we're even going to start talking about challenges and fears, um, that's something that's also been a roadblock for us because we're a podcast that just comes on and like we talk about these huge ideas. <laughs> maybe not huge ideas, but ideas that like people that are like professionals in this field probably have more like detailed or like more data on, but we're talking about, yeah, yeah, like perspectives. So that's always been an issue for me because sometimes we end up being in these spaces with people that um, like, this is literally their profession, right? Like sociology, anthropology, ETC, like, Sometimes when I'm in these spaces where like there's all these smart people with all these smart ideas about like um, the African reality, I'm I'm like, eh. <laughs> I don't know. I want the podcast to be relatable to like the African, like the average African or Nigerian. So I feel like um, I've been wrestling with that, um, mm-hmm. that idea, like since we started the podcast, mm-hmm. but I think we're coming to a nice balance and like acceptance of like our space, like the space that we take up. Yeah. Acceptance is such a key thing. Like on the last episode um, with my friend Rehan, that conversation was geared on ideas, but it was more towards like business ideas and entrepreneurship. But one thing that we talked about was the feeling of validation when you put out an idea and maybe it resonates with a few people and then you feel like, wow, like I, I did well here. Um, and I find that with a podcast, because um, I think our podcast is similar in the, in the sense of you're sharing personal experiences. Um, and if someone is like accepts that, it feels really good. But if someone rejects that, then it feels almost like a personal rejection. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what your experience has been with with validation. Like, how did you get to the point where you felt validated in the work that you're doing on the podcast? Was that just something that you internally came to yourself or did that come from like an external message from someone or you know someone saying like i think this is really dope that you felt yo okay this is a this is a good idea i think we've gotten some of the validation and it i think it helps to keep going because um there was actually a point in time in fourth year when i was doing this podcast and my final year project and stuff that i was just i was literally about to say cut it cut it cut it just yeah no i need to graduate you know um and i, I there were so many times but I, I i think at that point we had this friend that also went to um university with us and like for whatever reasons he was a huge fan of the podcast um he he was a nigerian as well that like he moved here even before we did and i don't know i think it resonated with him a lot so like every time i was like nah i'm about to quit bro he he just kept saying go on um so yeah i think external validation can be really important but then i think there comes a point where it has to be like an internal thing internal yeah yeah because i just do this because i enjoy doing this you know and like if I don't enjoy doing it anymore, I think I would be more likely regardless to let it go. Um, do you remember the, your first episode? Like, do you remember what it was like putting it out, um, recording it? Any any details? Yeah, it's interesting because when we started, um, I was so sure like no one was good. I didn't care about people listening to it. I was pretty yeah. sure no one even, like people within my circle weren't going to be into like this kind of like 
podcast. A lot of people I knew didn't listen to podcasts anyways. Um, so when I yeah. put it out, it was just a conversation that I had heard and wanted to have. So I, I wasn't nervous because I literally was like, no one's going to listen to it. And to be honest, that's how I still, <laughs> that's how I still approach the podcast. Cause there's some things that I feel like I express on the podcast that I'm like, yeah, I could as well. Like no one I know is listening to this anyways. And I yeah. think that's what takes away the fear of doing it. Like, the fear of like putting myself out there because I I genuinely believe no one I know is listening to this. And like, if no one mm. I know is listening, it's strangers that are listening. So fine, not to like take away from my experience, but like someone else I do the podcast with, there's only three of us, so you're gonna guess. But her biggest fear like of doing this podcast was like putting her idea ideas on the internet. Like she was pretty... Yeah, because it's it's yeah. permanent. It's yeah. permanent once you put like, it Like, you could get canceled for something you said, like, in 2018, because yeah. that's when we started, like, in, like, 2025. Right. Or, like, we're still, we're Nigerian, and our parents could listen to it and be like, oh, <laughs> what was that you said on the podcast? Yeah. Yeah, so I think that was, like, one of her biggest fears. But um, Yeah, that's actually a natural transition to my next question. I was going to ask you... Um, if having two co-hosts like takes away a little bit of the pressure or a little bit of like, cause I know for me, like, I, I think no matter how many times I do this and how long I do this, how many episodes I put out, I always get nervous. Like when I upload an episode, just because you never know what the response is going to be. Um, and like what I do is like, I'll edit, listen to the episode, finish it, export it, upload it. And then just like put my phone down for a couple of hours just like just the, you know what i mean like you never know the response you're gonna get so in case it's bad i kind of just delay it and, and get it later um but do you find that having like two other people to kind of go through that process with has taken off some of that pressure or do you still feel like an individual responsibility every single time you make an episode i think i do but just one quick question before i answer that like where does your um where does your anxiety yeah. come from like when you drop an episode i think some of it and like, this is going to sound like, you know, when you have an interview and they're like, what's your biggest weakness? And you're like, I'm a perfectionist. Like, I, <laughs> like it's going to sound like that type of answer. But I think some of it is the fact that I, I want to make sure I'm always putting out something that's quality. Um, just because, like you said, it, it is something that is associated with you. Now it's on the Internet for the rest of your life. So um, I kind of I want to make sure that I'm not just putting out garbage and people are just like associate me with something that isn't high quality. So I think that's. Some of it, I think the other part as well is because, and I said this before, it's a podcast more about personal experiences and personal beliefs. Um, you can get quite vulnerable in sharing some of your fears and your ideas and your weaknesses. Um, and you just hope that sharing that stuff never comes back to bite you in the butt. But I also find that being vulnerable like that actually makes people easier to to relate with the things that you're saying so so far it's been it's been a positive but as with anything like it could always as easily be a, a negative so i would say those two things are kind of where my anxiousness might come from when i share an episode yeah i think yeah I, I think i can relate with that i think doing the podcast with people all it does really is um it makes it not lonely, I think, because um, you at least have people mm -hmm. to like bounce ideas off of, 
um, you have people to like joke about stuff with and they kind of get it but like I edit the podcast so I still I think I still have that anxiety that you're talking about mm. um audio like right. anything technical like you know when you're editing and you hear this one sound and you're like oh my gosh how did I not hear this while we were recording so like no I think every episode I still am anxious um but I think I'm I think because I've been doing it for long enough, I'm comfortable with that anxiety. Because I've had I've had episodes that I was like, "Ew, like get this away from the internet." <laughs> But then they still do well somehow. Yeah, so I think we're critical of ourselves more than most people are. I 100% resonate with sometimes being your own hardest critic. Um And even getting back to the question of being smart enough, I think sometimes we just expect so much from ourselves and we don't really give ourselves that room to go through periods where maybe the episode isn't as good, but now you've learned when I'm recording, I should do this better or when I'm editing, I should do this better. But by just being like, wow, I missed the mark and like I should have got it perfectly. Like you said, it may maybe take away a little bit of that enjoyment factor. So um, it is a balance, like just thinking about what you said, like, the balance of should I be harder on myself to make this better versus like, should I chill out and have more fun? Um, those are two things that you constantly juggle, especially when, you know, specific to this conversation, you're, you're creating content. The last thing I want to ask you about the podcast before we kind of move on here is I saw on Instagram, I was scrolling through this week, just chilling. I saw the podcast is not going to be on YouTube. Oh, damn. So I'm thinking yeah. why, why YouTube? Is it because video is more engaging or is it to get the YouTube money? Like, <laughs> no yeah i don't think we're gonna be like youtuber youtubers like do you get it? like we're doing it mm -hmm. because your first point like video is more engaging like and we got a lot of feedback that like when people associate your voice to like your like person like your image and yeah. stuff like that they personality yeah, yeah they relate much more but i i I still haven't like picked up video editing. So like, yeah, true. I mean, I did learn audio or I am learning. I wouldn't say like I've learned it. Um, so yeah. yeah, I think it's something that you can grow with the podcast. Like, so yeah. well, all I'm saying is whenever my episode is, I would love for it to be a, a YouTube episode. I'll come, I'll go shopping before the episode. I'll, I'll come through <laughs> you know what's crazy now that we're talking is like we're still talking about like our fears of putting things out into the world but what i found is that i'm more anxious about video content than i am about audio content really? yeah for me like the audio is okay like it's my thought it's my mind it's like i feel like i have more a bit yeah. more confidence in that um regard but I, i don't know if i'm like an entertaining person per se like you know to watch or True. anything i'm not so confident in like look so like before i put out that youtube video it was hard it was, <laughs> it was super hard it was a process it was a process yeah, was a and process. i think that's why it's taken us this long to even get to video content because yeah i mean that's why i became a podcaster not a youtuber because like Because mm, I'm more comfortable with that. But yeah, I think that's gonna be the hardest part of this journey for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's a new challenge. I think it's only gonna make your podcast better. I mean, you guys have built 
a, a good following so far, just audio. So I think with the personality and having two other people to play off of, um, it'll definitely be great content. I'm actually the opposite. I love the video element um, more than the audio element because I find that with the video, things don't have to be as perfect mm. because people are watching things. So they they have more things to kind of tune into. Whereas when they're just listening, like they're only tuned into the audio. So I find that every mistake is yeah. going to pick up. Whereas with video, you can get away with doing more things. So um, I'll say don't be too hard on yourself on the video. Honestly, I saw the little clip on Instagram. It was pretty fire. I double tapped. I commented, so. But here's the thing. And I think that not to get like super technical or anything or too deep or anything. I, I feel like there might be a difference with like women and men because um, mm. women are judged more harshly by looks. That's a good point. Um, that's a good point. So um, I'll just leave it there. Yeah, so that's that's one of my fears. I agree with you. Um, yeah. No, that's a pretty good point. I agree with you. And we are going to talk a little bit about... Matilda, I can tell you do this podcast thing because the segues are incredible. Um, we're going to be talking about the the gender, like the difference between gender and the second half of this conversation. Before we get there, though, um, the next segment is a celebration of life segment. Essentially what it is, it's just a little space for you to give a shout out to someone who's had an impact on your journey, whether it's specific to this conversation or just generally in life. Um, so as the guest, I'll let you go first and then I'll give my shout out after you. For sure. Okay, this is very, 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 very generic. Oh, but okay. The shout out is to my dad. Hey! Um, <laughs> shout Pops. out to him, honestly. He's not perfect or anything, I don't think. I think as we age, like, you know, we see our, like, that dad figure. Mm -hmm. You start to see him as, like, a person as well. But, like, just this week when I quit programming, <laughs> like, my... <laughs> I keep saying quit, but I haven't actually quit. I just, I'm not you... going to get the certificate. I'm still going to finish the program. But I... You made a change in direction. I like that. I'm taking that. Yeah. When I'm done moping, I'm going to take that. <laughs> yeah, okay, dope. But like right before I quit, I literally just messaged my dad and I was like, I literally can't do this anymore. And he was just like, I just, yeah, do what makes you happy and stuff like that. So like all he cares about is my health and stuff like that. And I was like, yo, I needed this. I literally needed this. Mm. And that was my, like, that's what he did throughout engineering. Literally, like after finals, I call my dad, I'm like, I'm, I think I'm failing this course, uh, sir. <laughs> and he paid my tuition, so you know that's like, he has he has a stake Fresh. in this, so. but Yeah, stake in the game, yeah. Yeah, but he's like, it's fine, even if you feel that, like, you're gonna get up and stuff like that. So I feel like he's definitely made my life so much easier, and that's helped me not be too hard on myself when I thought, like, I was a failure. Like, it kind of pertains to this, like, I mm -hmm. feel like I'm not smart, but he that's been his like mantra like he wasn't the smartest or anything growing up mm. but he just feels like regardless he's where he is and so like all that matters is that we're happy so like yeah shout out to him honestly that's dope man shout out to pops um my my shout out's actually going to be a little bit generic as well i actually have two shout outs the first one is to my mom i shout out i shouted out my mom on a previous episode and that was more just like I gave a shout out to my parents for being good parents, but shout out to my mom for being a huge 
podcast fan. Hey. I call my mom. She's like, she's like, oh, I just saw the new Wi-Fi IQ drop. Like I listened to it while I'm driving. So she hasn't missed a single episode. She's very consistent. She gives me feedback. So shout out to her for for listening and um, being a huge fan of the pod. Second shout out goes to one of my boys, Tyler Bartley. Um, I hadn't talked to him for a while, but he hit me with a really dope message of support last week over IG. So I wanted to give him a shout out. Thanks for all the support. I hope you're doing well. And hopefully I'll get to see you soon. So shout out to Matilda's dad, my mom and T-Bart. Sending all of you guys lots of love. I had so much fun recording part one of this episode with Matilda. I hope y'all have enjoyed listening so far. Part two is dropping in a week. In the meantime, listen to this one 10 times. Run it back. Follow at Life IQ Podcast on Instagram. And keep showing love.